the Scythe Morris. And this is This Week in Car Audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, This Week in Car Audio. Audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in. We'll be talking about bass, talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you ever found, check your grounds. It's show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your guest Doug Stockton and our special guest. You're not a guest, you're the host. Well, that's right. Yeah, I'm I'm multi doing here. So, uh, yeah, with your host Doug Stockton and your co host Team DC Lucky, our guest this week is going to be Mr. Bobby Gately from Gately Designs. Is that what it is? Or. Gately Audio, or what are you at now, Gately? Oh, that is the perfect freeze right there for his face. Do you see that? Oh, it is. Dude, oh, he, is he froze. Awesome. That's awesome. His uh, why his uh, internet must not be good there, but oh, I gotta I gotta get a picture of that, dude. That's just screenshot that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I love it. Let's see. Oh, he is messed up. Um, okay, I'm gonna start sharing this right now. Go ahead and start uh, sharing. So, um, I'm going to get back here. <clears throat> Oops. There you go. All right. So, uh, Bobby's going to join us shortly whenever he gets his thing straightened <laughs> out. But that's a great picture of Bobby right there, I'm saying. Um, right. right off the get, we got uh, Aunt Martinez. I'm guessing that's uh, Anthony. That's um the guy who comes with Moses to the shows. I don't know. We got okay. Tiffany watching. We got Troy Lyman watching. Um, Tiffany says, hey, guys, from Barbados. What's going on? Hey, I hear Barbados is uh, still in lockdown. How's that? Uh, is that still going on down there? Miss Tiffany and Tristan both uh, chimed in right now. So wondering how the lockdown's going. Josh Tattoo checking in. We're waiting for uh, Bobby to get straight out here as soon as he can figure that out. We got Thomas Selleck checking in. Uh, you guys see Lucky looking down. What he's actually doing is sharing this, just like you guys should be doing also right now. Sharing this to as many groups as you can to help us grow and get better. Um, the more people uh, we get and share this with, the broader range of people that could potentially see and understand what we do and invite us to do it more. Yeah. And they're going to actually have to start doing that because, uh, I shared to 20 pages and already got, uh, you got locked blo- out. I got locked out, dude. Normally <laughs> I hit about 80 before that happens. So yeah, thanks yeah, a lot yeah. guys. Let's promote, promote, right? Yes, please. promote. I <laughs> uh, got Mike Roth in there. We got, uh, Tiffany said they're still in curfew and reduced numbers on get togethers. Um, yeah, mm. COVID's uh, making its rounds again. It's a bummer. Um, uh, yeah, hey Mike, if you can't tell, Bobby's a little fro. Oh, Bobby, he's not. He's not unfroze, <laughs> but he's not frozen anymore. He's melting. <laughs> he's Johnny Five in it. Oh, dude, that is even better picture. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> he's taking all these pictures of you, Bobby. If you can hear us. <laughs> Great. 
I can hear everything you guys are saying, and and I I appears that I am just frozen, and I I can't wait to see the images. I don't know how you're gonna make me look any uglier, but uh, I mean, I guess I guess it's all good. Yep, and you sound like a robot. That even makes it better. That's what it is. I am actually a robot. That's the secret. That's the that's the news in car audio for this week is that I'm actually a robot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so are you heading to do a little jujitsu this afternoon or some hot yoga or where are you heading? No, I trained I trained jujitsu earlier today. Uh, I I I get up super early and I get to the shop, you know, usually between, you know, five thirty and seven AM and I I bust my tail until it's time to go to jujitsu. I leave at about ten forty five. The jujitsu academy is like a mile down the road. Mm-hmm. We uh Today, me and my buddy Josh, we took the uh, the bloodbath Tahoe and we drove it down to the academy. And uh, I couldn't get anybody from the Jiu-Jitsu Academy to get in it. They were all afraid of it. And, uh, <laughs> so, but I, I when we were leaving, I fired it up and it, it, it apparently scared the crap out of everybody. They're like, "How can they be inside of that?" And it's like, "Oh, that's what we do." So, but uh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fun. That but, thing's uh, amazing. I, 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 go, I leave the shop at about 10.45. Did I lose? Do you get frozen again, or am I good? Oh, you're frozen, but we can hear you like a robot. So. Oh, okay. Oh, great, great. This is fun. <laughs> so I uh, so I leave, the, I leave the shop at about 10.45, and I get back at about 12.45, and then I usually work until 6 or 8 in the evening. And uh, I got a little tied up at the shop for a moment. I knew I wanted to get home before six, but uh, uh, you sent me the link and I, I jumped in and I was like, well, shit, hopefully I'll be home. But I, I had a little bit of traffic there, but I'm almost home now. So less than five minutes and I'll be home and on my Wi-Fi and we should be able to uh, not be a robot and not be frozen making funny faces. <laughs> no, you're, you're doing great at making the funny faces right now. You just don't know it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I believe it. I I can hear it, and I can see you guys. Is like, Lucky's like, oh my god, that's the best. Hey, so so Bobby, I wanted to. Um, we brought you on here. Uh, obviously, as far as DB Drag goes, shoot, I think uh, you've been supporting DB Drag in my events. Since around like 2008, 2009, maybe at the latest, uh, may even been a I little think, bit before that. I, yeah, I think I started the first events that I was I sponsored was Autorama. That's correct. Uh, and I think that might even have been 07, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Yeah. So yeah. Ho- hopefully we get Autorama back this year. Um, I've already tried calling the Autorama people and whatnot, and so I mean it's. A possibility, so we may be able to start growing Autorama again. Um, get back to where we're doing 100 plus cars a day out there, you know. Um, it was awesome, a great show, you know. Yeah, I missed, missed, I missed all that. that. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it was the biggest thing anywhere. Autorama yep. in Sacramento was the biggest car audio event anywhere in its time, yeah. and and that was where. It wasn't really until demoing happened that it started to be a problem, you know? Um, well, uh, we we kind of got that worked out. 
Um, I actually had a deal with the uh, chief of police that's actually on the – they have their own police and their own police force at Autorama and, or at the uh, um, Cal Expo. And so I had a deal with them. There were a couple of cops that really didn't like what we did. And uh, so I just let him know, hey, you know what? It's Autorama again this year. And we actually had those cops transferred to a different section of the park. And uh, that's when you start seeing like Rusty and Anna were giving uh, – cops demos in their vehicles and some other stuff like that that's when that started after we got that you know we, yeah. we did have two years there where it did create some issues uh, you're absolutely oh, right man. with the brazilians I saw, there was some drama cracking off some of the guys were legitimately upset but their response to the police were just making everything exponentially worse it was yeah like, oh god it was like what a nightmare and um and you know you know, me at first, when, when people start to, I, I tend to, um, I tend to have very strong arguments for things that I believe in, in case people didn't already know that. But uh, I remember addressing the police officers being like, you are out of line. Like, you should check. He's like, I know that you can get away with whatever you want to, but the reality is you're wrong and you're doing this wrong. And, and the cops like, no, you know, we're getting complaints. And I'm like, too bad. Yeah, there's a giant event going on here. Don't buy your house next to a freaking, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> fairgrounds if you don't want to hear loud noises. It's All absurd. Right. And I'm, I'm just like, go away. Go find criminals. I bet there's somebody smoking meth somewhere <laughs> in this complex. Go find them. That's who you need to go after. There's, you know, yep. there's some shithead on meth wanting to steal some shit out of this event and you're over here you know giving people shit for doing what they paid to be here to do right. and the cop was hella pissed but then he kind of laughed it off and was like you know like how am i gonna argue with this guy because he's right you know yeah. and then all of a sudden like some of the yeehoo guys i'm not gonna name any names are like firing up their audio systems like you know, to spite them and be a dick. And it was yeah. like, that was a bad idea. And things went pretty south for a period of time. And then I, I don't know what magic you work, Doug, but it kind of panned out. And an hour later, we were able to kind of go back to what we were doing. Yeah. Sort of, you know? Yeah. yeah. We, we, we had that, that year where that happened. Then uh, somebody started posting online that you can't demo there or anything. Uh, the next year we had limited demos. But then after that, like I said, when we had the limited demos, I think it uh, detracted from the job, from the show so much that I went and had a talk with the chief of police out there. And um, like I said, we ended up getting that all straightened out uh, the following year. We had zero issues. And then, uh, you know, up until when we stopped it, we didn't have any demoing restrictions or issues. It was actually a really good show. Um, the Brazilians, you know. They all had the speakers in the box in the back, very similar to um, uh, Brett Barber did at Nyman's well, not <laughs> last show, but the show before, right? And they yeah. would take one set of RCAs and link all the cars, all twenty of them together. And Damn. dude, and they were just ungodly loud. But the thing is, is they would go off separate from everybody else and do that and they would have a dance party out there and every one of them paid to come in now that was okay so at first i had to talk to the police we got all that stuff worked out 
said, hey, yeah, you know, this is what we're doing. But then they then they brought in alcohol. And oh, no. it's, it's ex it, it is for, forbidden, you know, because Autorama makes money off alcohol sales. You know, a one, lot. One, one cup of alcohol, you know, uh, one cup of beers, you know, like $9. You know, and it costs like really 12 cents. So when, I, so, when I went to, so when I went to the Autorama that they had, a, I don't know, a couple of years ago or whatever, uh -huh. um, for a hot dog and a soda, and uh, I think that was it, actually. A hot dog and a soda, maybe a little bit of fries was $22. Yeah. Yeah, so th there's a big deal. We can't supply food or or alcohol, right? And so anyway, so they cops came up, said, hey, look. We're gonna let you guys. We're not. We're not even gonna hassle you guys. We're gonna let you guys do your thing. Just don't open any of your coolers and don't take out any alcohol. And I am not kidding you. Two minutes after the cops left, freaking coolers wide open, people pouring out cups, and cops like, dude, I just saw you. I mean, all of a sudden, cops from everywhere, lights on, woo, you guys are out of here. And kicked the Brazilians out, and they never came back. That sucks. Hey, hey, uh, do you guys have good video of me now or no? We do. Yes, you sound okay. uh, like a human now, and you're <laughs> you you look good. Yep. I um, am no longer a robot. <laughs> that's right. Um, but anyway, so hey, tell us a little bit about your shop, um, and that kind of thing. What you got going on with your stuff at the moment? Well, right now um, at Gately Audio, we just made a couple of pretty fancy upgrades to our uh, CNC router. And um, see if I can get this phone set up to where I get some lights. Um, made a couple of upgrades to the CNC router. Um, made a couple of slight changes to the uh, vacuum table system. And, uh, and I modified, I, I made a new tool rack to hold uh, 14 tools rather than eight. Okay. And um, because, you know, there are, there are projects or there are enclosures that we use, you know, multiple tools to cut all the parts out. And uh, we've been able to set it up to, uh, to hold 14 tools. And, and uh, you know, cause there's a few things where we're using nine and 10 different things we want to do and certain drills and stuff like that. So improving efficiency there and then uh we figured out we were having a we were having a, a a very slight issue that when you magnify it over you know 50 60 boxes a week um there's a lot of time struggling with it and it's and it's a little different you know box to box we were having a material thickness inconsistencies now i i'm pretty sure anybody that that hears me say this any builder guys are like what well if if you know your one inch baltic birch that normally comes in at like 0.9375 so 15 sixteenths of an inch right. if if it comes in at 0.91 um the way that my 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 dado tenon assemblies fit together and the way that the the sides and back and top fit on or uh, sides and back fit onto the top because of that tiny bit 
you know, now we're a 32nd of an inch different. And so my technicians would kind of have to fight the, the material a little bit here or there. And, um, and then in really severe situations, we'd get the material and it'd be all the way down to like 0.89 or worse is it'd be 0.97. So much thicker even. And, and uh, occasionally, you know, we would, we would have little blemishes on the box because of that material thickness struggle and uh, uh, certain things wouldn't go together quite the way that we wanted to, you know, and, and, you know, myself or any of the techs could, you know, grab the parts. And even if they were a little off, we could get through building the box, but we'd be kind of wrestling with them a little bit unless they were, they were, you know, right within, you know, just a few hundredths of an inch of the of the uh of the spec well, right well, well recognize them just for people that aren't paying attention bobby's talking thousandths of an inch here because his tool is a precise instrument right so a thousandth of an inch i think what what's a hair like well not a thousandth of a, inch? like a hundredth of an inch when it's yeah. when it's you know a couple of hundredths of an inch is is a is a struggle now it's wood yeah. so you can kind of mush things together right. thousands of an inch would be but hundreds of an inch are are a, like i mean we get it done and we've gotten mm -hmm. them done and they're they're i think we make a great product but yep. i i you know every once in a while my technicians would come to me and be like these things were fitting together kind of funny i don't know why and so now um for for a period of time we would we would, you know, we'd add a caliper. And as we unloaded the sheets of material, we'd measure a few of them. We'd verify that they were all, you know, the whole batch was going to be the same. And then I'd go, okay. And I'd go and sit down at the computer and I'd change the material thickness in my software. Well, if I had to do that every time, that'd be kind of a pain in the butt, a lot, a lot less of a pain in the butt than my technicians fighting with it. But right. what I, what I've done is um, through, you know, countless hours when I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about stuff. Sometimes like the middle of the night, you know, a few hours of good sleep, you wake up and you're like, mm, speaker boxes. And then all of a sudden I'm figuring out how to build things or sometimes improve my, my products. But um, there was, there was a lot of nights where I was just up in the middle of the night and that was like, how do I deal with that freaking pain in the butt, you know? Um, and I've developed a way and we, we have this term, uh, terminology that we describe as dimensional datoing. So where the parts fit together, I'm machining them down to 0.89, which is oh, the thinnest I've seen. So anywhere where the boxes are fitting together, and also there's, and then I'm, and then I'm making the corresponding pieces longer to fit that. Mm -hmm. So now the first small group of them that we've done. Now, mind you, this takes a complete re-engineering of the in, of every single box individually. Now we've we've designed kind of a formula in in the software that that we design in, in the 3D software that we design in now, um, to to kind of make these boxes, and it's pretty reasonable ish. But mm -hmm. sorting out the the yield off of the material, like the cut sheet, and trying to be as efficient as possible. I mean, so not only are we trying our best to use every bit of the material we can because the material costs so much money. I don't know if anybody's yeah. aware, but lumber prices are not cheap now. Even getting our hands on it has been a challenge. So we have been paying a bit of a premium for the material. And, uh, but um, the, we, we, we have a problem at our shop. We dump our dumpster twice a week and it's a big ass dumpster. Damn. 
Yeah. And we fill it. We fill it every time, like to the brim. So if I can find a way to make as little waste off of the sheets as possible, that helps a lot. I mean, the dumpster thing is a bit of an issue. Uh, You know, there's, there's the tattoo shop and, and uh, another, another tenant in the shop has like his, his business that he, you know, he stores his vehicles and jet skis and boats and shit that he rents out. And he has a reasonable, I mean, it's, it's a very reasonable small amount of garbage, but he's like, the dumpster's full again. And I'm like, you can like leave your garbage with me or like he pulls up and I'm like, don't throw any garbage in until he dumps his stuff because I don't want to hold his garbage. I'd rather keep bags of sawdust in my shop, you know, then hold his, I don't know, beer can garbage, whatever, you know what I mean? (laughs) And so, so it's like, you know, we have this regulating the dumpster because it's so much work and, and we've asked if they could dump three times a week and it's going to be, significantly more and we're already paying you know yep. a few hundred dollars a month and they, they want to tack like a hundred dollars more and it's it's kind of de- a debate and we're like when do we reach the point where we have to have the dumpster dump three times a week to to help and 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 it would and it would only kind of help because we would just right. fill it up more it's it's at a point now that we're controlling that level and we would we would immediately still need to, to have a similar control of that i mean just the just the dumpster i mean we you run 10 sheets of, of one inch plywood in the machine and you're gobbling up a whole bunch of it. Oh, yeah. uh, you fill the dust collector up and it's two big bags. A cat just fall right now next to me. I don't know. That well, was weird. Lucky usually has yeah, a cat walking around in front of his screen when we're doing this. So Yeah, um, yeah. My well, cat will die so, fast. And once, they, once they figure out that I'm up here and I'm talking and I'm working, they'll probably all want to come and see what's going on. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, uh, so with what you're saying right there, that always reminds me of, I mean, you and I have actually had this conversation too, is where when you're paying for someone's time, you're not just paying for the time that, that you are occupying of theirs right now. For somebody that's a craftsman or um, a journeyman in something or a master level, whatever they do, you're not paying for those moments. Like somebody comes in your shop, well, hey, yeah, I need you to build me a box. Well, hey, I can slap one out here in about 45, 50 minutes for you. Well, you're charging $600. Well, it's not because that's 45 minutes. You don't know the 400 hours I have into designing the box then i got another 150 hours in putting it into a program then i got another 100 hours of modifying that program to make it work so when people complain about prices from people at journeyman level or master level um which you definitely you know you're in the realm of master level in in woodworking and whatnot as far as boxes go and um you know i've seen some other stuff you built absolutely great gorgeous woodworking they're not paying for those moments that they have you they're paying for all your time and your airs so that you're not airing and spending excessive time on theirs also and that's something people don't understand you know when people are like oh my god it's you know his his double 12 boxes 525 dollars that's crazy it's like well that's also with shipping and that's all one inch baltic birch material and it's all the shipping material and it's all the yep. time that we spent developing it to make yep. it perform how it is. 
and and I mean, often, honestly, often I don't even see those things. Like, right? right? My, I designed it. I handed that one off. My technicians are are cutting the parts. They're building it, and I'm I'm at my computer designing. And you know, about every hour or so, because I can hardly stand to sit at a computer all day, even though I, I really spend most of my day there. I I get up and I go fill my water bottle up, and I was like, maybe I should bring my water, you know, my water system thing in you know into my office area that's across the the parking lot um and uh uh and i'm like well no because it gives me you know a reason every hour hour and a half or so to go wandering through and see how everybody's doing and check out and you know and see what's going on and and kind of get updates on things you know we are we are constantly trying to improve every single little thing that we do you know so so yeah it's when people are paying a premium price, they're, they're not, they're not just paying for that moment. They're not paying for my technician to spend an hour assembling that box. They're, they're, they're paying for all of the time and experience and development that it took to, to get there and to cover all of the overhead and the freaking 14 foot tall dust collector and <laughs> And you know, and hundred thousand dollar CNC machine that you know is is busting its ass. That's the robot, and that thing's running, you know, six to twelve hours a day, seven days a week to to keep up with all these boxes, you know. And uh, uh, you know, it, you know, when somebody orders a custom box, I actually had this conversation, this exact conversation with a customer this morning. He sent an email and said, like, "Hey, I I have." Um, these rockford 10 inch subwoofers and they want you know they want a foot and a half each so i want a custom three cubic foot uh uh 210 box Mm -hmm. and i you know i was like you know and he gave me some dimensions and i i explained i said you know a custom order of this size will start at a thousand and sixty dollars um shipped and go up from there depending on complexity Mm -hmm. and and that's very that's an expensive speaker box but based on the amount of time that uh i would have to spend setting up the design work handing it off to my engineer that is gonna post out the file like we call it post out the files is is set it up so that the cnc will cut all the parts so it all snaps together like legos print out a packet to hand off because it's a custom order because it's different than a regular production box hands it off to an assembly technician and this these assembly technicians that are building the custom boxes are getting paid a premium they're they're paid well a lot of people complaining about getting employees and finding employees and nobody wants to work i don't know i got guys lining up pretty steady and a lot of them (laughs) have a lot of skill and because i pay really really well so you know would you would you would it make you less mind my pricing if you knew that my employee was actually able to to you know, provide for his family and eat and, right. and, uh, and have, have a, an environment that he can safely work in and, and, uh, and not be some broke guy struggling that's disappointed with his job. That, that should be a thing. Right. So anyway, I pay people pretty well. So you're, you're paying a premium. They're going to spend a little more time on this custom box and, and then, you know, shipping is astronomically expensive right now. If you think, that material prices are a problem 
shipping is way worse. And FedEx and UPS are making way more money on my products than me or Sky High or anybody involved is. And it's it's kind of sad and uh, disappointing to some degree. But the but, you know they they have us, and and yeah. the reality is is that they are providing the service that I don't have a real knowledge of what they're really providing and what it takes to do so. So I have to take their word for it if I'm going to use that product, right? Or that, that service that they provide. So, Hey, Lucky, um, are we uh, getting any questions in the comments? You seeing anything pop up there, sir? Let me jump up in here. Okay. Um, so. How much is it for a box? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I need a, a deck and two. Uh, yeah. Can I bring it by tomorrow? And is it $20? Yes, it's, it's $20. <laughs> And you can install it yourself in my parking lot. Yeah. No. So we um, got so we got Tiffany. Hey guys, uh, Tristan, what's going on? They're from Eskew Sounds in Bear Sound Barbados. Josh Tattoo said, "What's up, Spencer? Hey from Canada, Santiago. Uh, good afternoon, fellas. Mike Raff. What? Uh, let's see, Aunt Martinez. Um, I'm looking for questions, but also giving shout outs, obviously. Yep. Um, Remember, hit the smash uh, and the like buttons. Yeah, smash that guys, like button. Yep. Yep. Hit the, hit the hearts, the thumbs up." Give us all of that love you can. Remember to share this with everybody. And shortly after this, remember we put this on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, any place you get your podcast. They're an audio-only version. And it will be also on YouTube shortly following the show. Usually takes about 45 minutes to an hour. All it will be up in all those places. Yeah, find anything yet, Lucky? Uh, Mike Graff said he remembered when uh, they were doing that uh, at a show that you, you yeah, did in Gilroy we, we did early 2000s. In, yep, we did. Yes, sir. Um, so uh, I custom door pods. Uh, Anthony Johnson. Um, I don't know if he's asking if you do them or whatever. Uh, Brett Barber said, what's going on, guys? Um, how do you? Okay. Bobby, how do you got it? Okay, so uh, Tristan from uh, SQ Sounds said, Bobby, uh, how did you get into the cardio installations and customizing? Uh, so I was about uh, I was about 14 years old, and um, and and uh, so when I was, yeah, it's like it's kind of the long story short. When I was really young, my dad, um, my dad would build custom show cars for for himself and at first for my mom, and they had '69 Corvettes, not not a total of like the year '69 Corvettes, beautiful Corvettes, and uh, and my dad worked his ass off relentlessly making these beautiful ultra clean cars and he drove his like concours winning beautiful corvette every day rain or shine he drove that thing to work and he didn't work very close either and uh and it was fast and it was really awesome and it, i think about it now and it's like what pretty year? impressive that he did that because that is like pretty unheard of for such an incredibly clean car what but, year was um, it it was a 69 the year 69 oh sweet yeah 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 gorgeous stingray nice. back yes and it was uh it was a lot of fun and i i would you know i would help him and i would climb around and he would talk about what he was doing to it and why and and uh and it was just kind of osmosis attention to detail that uh i kind of caught on to and then i i always kind of had a knack for building things and legos when i was really young and and every other building you know connects and erector sets and all kinds of crap like that and i built everything cranes that operated and all kinds of stuff and then um 
my stepdad, uh, my mom's next husband, uh, a guy named John, and and he was an electrician, but he was like super handyman. He could build freaking anything out of you know wood stuff and metalwork. And he his buddy owned a machine shop, and we'd go up there and machine parts from IRC cars, and I would build RC cars. And so I learned about really I learned about twelve volts from RC cars, and. Um, and, and I learned a lot about, you know, relatively simple word, woodworking all the way to like, you know, small scale fine work woodworking from my stepdad, uh, you know, building little stuff. He made this like mirror assembly for my mom for in the bathroom because she wanted this certain type of thing and they didn't make exactly what she wanted. So he made it. It was super cool. And I helped him do that. And then, uh, um, you know, we built this big ass deck and a hot tub and all kinds of shit. And I helped him with all of that. And and then I was like 14 years old and a buddy of mine paid this guy a lot of money. It was like 300 bucks. Mind you, this is like nine or 89, 90, right? Like the year, 1989, oh. 1990, <laughs> a buddy of mine paid this guy like $300 and we were making like $6 and 13 or $6 and 33 cents an hour as grocery store baggers or something like that at this kind of time. And he paid this guy like 300 bucks to build him a box. And the guy built him, a fourth order bandpass box that was like it was kind of really funky and and they kept on like like the guy was like yeah i'm tuning it and he would like cut the port bigger and it was just a hole and it was like yeah and it's louder and he kept cutting it bigger and it was like kind of oblong and i'm like i don't understand why is he you know kind of i didn't get i didn't get his his uh approach entirely like uh i wasn't i wasn't really feeling his vibe he's a little older than us and he was a little weird and obviously you know some 17 year old kid is his knowledge level usually usually isn't like super extended and uh i i was i was pretty critical of of what he was doing and why he was doing it um and uh and i i i kind of was like uh, i would definitely do that kind of shit myself i'm pretty sure i <laughs> I'd rather me do that, you know? And then uh, my my buddy, Jason Polovich, he's one of my best friends in the world still to this day. And uh, uh, he his, bro his older brother gave him some like uh, 10 inch Rockford, like series ones. And, uh, and we built a box for those things. And I was like, I'll build that for you. And I'll tell you right now, this box that I built was absolute garbage. Um, it was, like we used a uh, uh, like particle board that was um, shelves. So we bought like I was like, oh, I can use use this material because it's already dimensionally accurate. And so I got, <laughs> but then I realized it was a little flexy. So I made all these like braces and and I was like, you know, black silicone, and I would just black silicone these things in. I just scuffed the surface and I'm like it'll adhere, and it would it would have ripped the material right apart because the material was so fragile it would have ripped itself apart but it was it was pretty funky and it was braced all crazy and it was definitely single baffle <laughs> but uh <laughs> knows my single baffle uh, uh rants that i go on but nonetheless um it uh it was funky and uh I, I conquered it though and it worked and it worked pretty well even though i worked on it for like a day and a half um, and, uh, and it was pretty ugly and ridiculous, but, uh, it worked. And I mean, it was, it was real bad. Uh, I've seen significantly worse done by people that called themselves professionals that were grown men. 
So I don't, <laughs> I don't want to like, I don't want to give the, the like wrong idea. Cause I got kind of like a um, little like side note is, I don't know if you guys remember on April fools, I posted that picture that like tweaker box um, that the customer had kind of left in my shop. Some tweaker built him a box and it was really atrocious. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, it looked yeah. like crap. And we stuck a gately placard on it and we put it on, uh, <laughs> and we put it on as it was a new product uh, on April fools. Right. And, and man, this guy, I can't remember what the dude's name is. He got all super mad about it and would like, like screenshotted it and then like reposted it was like oh stay humble know where you came from and i was like um i never came from that like i I built some ugly shit man but i ain't never built like that bro like the holes weren't round and i'm like "Mm." but but anyway so um hold real quick Tristan yeah. says you're the first person on this podcast that didn't start with uh, Radio Shack realistic speakers. So as no. our first speaker. <laughs> no, no. So you're the first no, the, one, according to Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> the first the first speakers that that I owned for me were uh, way worse. They were what's what's funny, I fuck, I didn't even realize this is hysterical. They were they were eight inch subwoofers. Um, my, my pyramid phase three. One, no, no, way worse, way worse. <laughs> they don't make them and worse. It's, it's, it's yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. They, yeah, they did. And it's, and it's going to be fucking hysterical when, when I hit you with the punchline. So my, my sister's boyfriend, uh, this guy named Gilbert, and he was this funny, crazy ass dude. He was a grown ass man and he made a lot of money and he had a pretty cool ass car. And he he got some pretty badass eight inch subwoofers and he needed a box and he was like, oh, I ain't got time to build one, this and that. And I was like, I'll build one, I'll build it. And he's like, No, he's like, Hey, let's just go to the flea market and we'll pick up one of their double eight boxes and it'll you know it'll be like 40, 50 bucks and we'll be good to go and I'll put them in and then you know what later on sometime you and I together will build one and, and I'm like, All right, whatever. And he 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 goes to the flea market and uh, and he he's trying to buy this box. And they didn't, they didn't have one that didn't have subs in it. And they were like trying to find one. They'd like, he paid for it. And then they were like, oh, oh. he's like, you, you want to just take the subs out? And they were like, fuck it. You can just have it with the subwoofers. And he was like, oh, okay. He was like, I'm just going to like, you know, they're like, throw them away. Whatever. Who cares? Right. And he paid like $35 for this box. Right. Including two subs. So, <laughs> so those, he gave me those subs, these subs were eights and they had these tiny little motors and the sticker on the front was like a like a vinyl cut sticker but it was stuck on the like kind of foamy dust cap so it was like falling off before the speaker was even operating and this is what's fucking hysterical about it and i have never even made this connection until this very moment the name on the speaker was alpha and oh, if you guys don't remember, I remember my Alphas. subwoofers, we have the Alpha series and we have the Relentless series. So there you have Going it. Going back to old school right there. Well, I guess so. But I never I've never even thought of that. But the, the, <laughs> I think the name Alpha came from uh, from I think Number it was John one. Rabbi's idea because I talked to John about about the subwoofers when we were developing them. Uh, John John was a big uh, a big help in in helping me figure it all out and, and working with the manufacturers and things of that nature. But but uh, uh, it's that's really hysterical to me. Yeah. Um, that that uh, the first woofers I ever had were called Alphas, and they were like, and they had the they little. Were, they were like literally garbage. Yep. They were like, yeah, you could just take, just throw them away, whatever you want to do with those things. <laughs> and and like the 
the stickers fell off the cone before I was playing music in them. They got to the car. <laughs> yeah, but I, I built I built myself. Uh, it was it was like the it was like a third speaker box that I had ever built, um, and it was for myself. And it was and I built it as a fourth order band pass, and uh, uh, it was kind of funny. I didn't know like I, I I I didn't know how to make the port, and so I thought it was a good idea. And I had this like I had this inch and a half paddle bit. And so I just drilled like eight holes in a pattern <laughs> and it was like, it was kind of weird. And I was like, Oh, I guess I should cut that out. And then I cut it out with a jigsaw and that made it a little better. And then like, I was like, I wonder if I made this, you know, like if I had one of those tubes for it and I need a tube and I, uh, I took like a four inch piece of PVC and whittled around it and like filled the gaps and <laughs> and then it and then it sounded better and it was uh, sticking out and it was kind of crooked and shit but anyway it was <laughs> it was pretty fun and Dude. uh and it was impressively kind of loud and uh I found uh, some know, alpha speakers what's that I found some Is, alphas was, was there really a brand oh yeah absolutely I remember it not alpha sonic not uh... alpha sonic just alpha no it says it just like, alpha is alpha sonic the one that kind of looks like the christian fish thing i don't oh, know the christian, the christian the fish. fish logo you mean yeah like the little outline thing yeah. yep so anyway so yeah i did find some alphas i had them posted up here for all the uh the people that are at I mean, home can see it don't mind you this is like 1989 1990 maybe 91 even at the most yeah. Yeah. So, so those were my first ever speakers. The first ones I ever paid for were two 10 inch pile drivers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, hey, pile my, was the my... crap back then, man. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was awesome. Oh, pile yeah. driver was so pile driver. And I, I talked about this when we, uh, when I was on the podcast last weekend, uh, at, uh, when I was at the Sundown show. Pile Driver had the absolute best commercial for any kind of car audio thing ever. And it showed, it was like, it was like helicopter view from, you know, way up above a street and, and off to the side, you know, and, and there's like a car coming down the road and it's the car's so small in this, in this commercial video coming down the road, you can't identify what it is, but it's nighttime and you can hear the bass pounding. Boom, boom, ah. boom, as it's coming down the road. And uh, and as it's coming down the road, all the lights are turning on on all of the all of the houses and buildings <laughs> as it's passing by. And that and it was like and then and then it like just kind of lit up in the corner boop, and it was like pile driver. And I was like, that was awesome. And I just thought it was super funny. And I was super interested in it as as a young man that didn't really know much of anything about car audio. But that that commercial would make me smile and giggle like I want to do that shit. <laughs> um, so, so that's, that was, you know, and then, uh, the first, and these, these were used the first brand new speakers I ever bought were kicker comp 12s. And this is yeah. where, this is where my <laughs> real passion for box building happened was in this moment because I looked inside their book. I've always read instructions. My dad, my dad, my dad and my stepdad both really like stress that you should really read the shit out of the instructions really well before you even start understand all of them before you before you start doing any of the steps and uh and i i'm looking reading the book and i'm like like really looking at all the detail and there's like box information and then there was a phone number at the bottom 
And so the next morning I called Stillwater Designs Kicker and I spoke to a woman named Lori and uh, and I believe she's still there at Kicker of what I'm told. I haven't spoke to her, but uh, uh, I, I ended up communicating with this woman for years about box designs and uh, and uh, and, and it was, and she was amazing. She was such a big help. Like there's like, I, I wouldn't likely be doing what I'm doing. Uh, my wife is smarter than me. So she turned a light on that makes my face look less, <laughs> less like a shiny spot um, and like more like five shiny spots. But anyway, that's me. Um, so, so uh, I talked to Lori and I was like, I want to build a, you know, a band pass. And she went, Oh, we have, you know, we have specifications we can provide you know you for that and she explained it and then and then she's like well here's another one here and here's this one and i was like whoa what's what's different she's like well you know the the you know we just we do the designs you know in in our in our software and stuff but we test it and and this one has been tested and performed extremely well and this one did pretty good, but then it's this and this, and she kind of broke down a little bit of the differences between the two and, and how, you know, one of them was much, much larger. And, and so it wasn't quite as loud at, it, at its peak, but it was, you know, a little smoother bandwidth. She's basically describing all of this to me in terms that I could understand as, as like a 17 year old kid. And, uh, and, and when she kept on mentioning, yes, we tested this, and it was really good. And we've tested, and here's a couple others that we have not tested. So we're, we're not sure. And they were like relatively subtle differences. I mean, I guess it's pretty significant, but, if, but it's like, you know, and I remember a bunch of these specs in my mind, they're just stuck there. But like, it was like 1.13 on the sealed side and 1.45 on the ported side for this, you know, kicker comp 12. And they had different power handling ratings for the different size boxes, which was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I would, I built like all of them, like, like she sent me dozens and dozens of, of design. I, I would even test them and then call her up and like, yeah, and this one wasn't as good compared to this one or that one. And, and she'd be like, oh, that's good to know. And I'll make a note in all of our stuff about that. And, and uh, I, I really started to, that was when I really understood, you know, uh, you know, NASA makes test rockets that they don't put people in because, you know, the math doesn't always pan out, right? <laughs> so if you can put forth the extra effort to do some testing to, to create something even better than what the software does, then you're gonna, you're gonna make improvements, you know, um, all the way down to, to, you know, you build a box and, and you build it with like an aeroport so that it's it's real reasonable to, you know, shorten it or, or make the hole a little larger and put a larger one that's longer and and play with it to see what's going to give you going to give you more output. You know, often the enclosures new develop, especially the, the truck boxes for a period of time when we would do our testing, I would I would make the port area a little larger and then I would, you know, figure out what it would change in tuning. And sometimes in the software, it would be pretty accurate based on what it did. But sometimes when we would, when we would test it with with Steve's uh, uh, SG one, we would find that it wasn't entirely as accurate, and and the and the tuning frequency didn't change much. And there's certain things that that can cause strange anomalies in tuning. Um, 
and and sometimes there's things that you just overlook that you don't realize i i, I caused a weird tuning issue in in one of lucky's boxes by by putting my big gately shield in the back it it reduced the space between the back of the port and and the the back wall of the box and it kind of created a coupling between the back wall of the box and 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 the port that was in lucky's box and it brought the tuning down like two cycles lower than we expected and it was like what the hell caused that and i'm like oh well i'm not a, a, a accounting for for that back wall actually being an inch closer than mm. i designed the box to be because we wanted to put that shield in there because people shield, were, yeah. yeah yeah so anyway so we 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 do this testing and we go okay you know um you know, we test the whole box and, and like Yeti or, or Ray come in and they go, well, it's not, it's not louder. We actually lost, you know, a couple tenths at the peak. And I go, oh, and they're like, yeah, but dude, if you look here, it's, you know, averages a dB and a half louder across the bandwidth. So it, and then you get in and listen to the vehicle and you compare to the old version of the enclosure and you're like, shit, this is much better. And because you're listening to music and it's playing all over in the bandwidth. So, you know, you, if, if you had, if you had two boxes that were very similar and one had a little bit peaky and, and it was, and it peaked a little better at, you know, right around 40 Hertz, it was just a tiny bit louder, but you know, down at 30, it was a DB and a half louder. And at around, you know, 50, it was a DB louder. If you're listening to music, you're going to go, no, this one's louder because it is for what you're doing. And, and uh, that's the kind of, you know, development and testing that we've done with, with the product. And I believe that this is the kind of stuff that, that kicker was, was doing, or this is my interpretation of what they were doing 25, 27 years ago when, when I was on the phone with Lori and she was going, we tested this one and it performed extremely well. And, uh, and that meant a lot. It meant that that testing was necessary to find improvements and make things sound awesome. You know, I don't, I, I was blown away when I've had customers that go, yep. And I put the box and I put it in my trunk and there it is. And I'm like, have you, have you tried, you know, scooting it around or aiming it one corner or scooting yep. it to the back or flipping corner it around or putting it sideways and, and, you know, my, my buddy Glenn Privet, you guys know Glenn, right? Uh, uh, Glenn Privet is this brilliant man. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but he he's a smart dude. And he he came in and, and picked up one of like the production prototype double 12 boxes from me and a couple of audio dynamic subwoofers. And, uh, and he was like, he drove into the shop and he was like shooting the shit with us. And he opens up his trunk and his box is sitting at this like funky angle. And I'm like, is it just sliding around? He's, no. No. that's where i got it right now <laughs> and i'm like oh and it was like weird ass angle and he's like i'm trying all kinds of different stuff and or, and he was like you know it's really good facing sideways like across the board like everything is amazing with the box pointed sideways right in the middle of the trunk if i push it to one side it, it loses a little if i push it a little too close it loses a little and i'm like how much of this are you doing he's like oh i i have this book and he had like a notepad and he's oh, like, yeah. got, like dimensional information. And he's going <laughs> up just off his ears. He doesn't have a meter. Right. And he's just like driving around, smoking cigarettes and, and listening <laughs> to the box in different positions in his trunk. Slide that one more inch. <laughs> yeah, dude, yep. for real. Just like that, right? I mean, just like you would do it, it right. in, in a 
in a SPL rig, right? right. Yep. I, mean, I mean, obviously your boxes are always like squeezed in and don't have any room, but if you had some, you would yeah. for sure be all over the place. I know you. Yep. Yep. So, um, uh, and then eventually he, he shows up and he's like, I've, I've decided that, that my favorite is the box flipped around, subs facing forward all the way up against the trunk. And, and the reason why, and he's like, oh, and the quarter wave, and it lands like 30 hertz, like right at the headrest, like right where my head is. And, you know, most music that's in that range, he's like, it's a little bit pickier. You know, there's certain songs that don't do quite as well as, as some of the other configurations. But overall, most of the songs and most of the songs I really like are really excellent with it right here. So that's where I'm just going to keep it. And, and I, I loved it because it was, it was a lot of information and, and it's really contrary to anything that any of us are doing in the trunk of a car. Now, mind you, it made it pretty useless for his, you know, big body BM or a uh, uh, Audi and, and his big ass trunk to have this big ass box all the way up against the tree. You open up the trunk and it's like box. Yeah. It's like, you know, tuck it. <laughs> touch stuff around in front of it or something wasn't a grocery getter yeah yeah like you're gonna have all your groceries on the back seat the back seat's flipped up and you're losing half of your base anyway or whatever yep anyway so you know uh testing is is what that that's like you know what's the secret ingredient how did you do it how did you get where you're at like i just kept testing shit and not being so uh uh you know, like overconfident and sure about anything, you know, you're like, is this going to sound great? I'm like, I think so. I'm confident. I really hope so. I'm going to try my best and, and I'm for sure going to build it and know what I could have done to make it better. And sometimes I can look right at something as soon as it's done and we turn it on and I go, Oh shit, I know how to make this so much better. Even though it's pretty goddamn good. I'm going to go ahead and throw this away and start over because it's going to be amazing. Um, I don't, I don't do that super often now because hopefully at my experience level, um, I'm, I'm hitting really, really strong ones and I, and I don't have any like crazy miraculous ideas, but if I did, that'd be a lot of fun because if I, if I can, if I can blow my own mind at this point with like some really cool idea, that's going to get us a ton of output. Um, right. I mean, I'm going to be really excited and I'm for sure going to jump on it because obviously it pays pretty well. Like I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, rolling around in money or anything, but uh, um, being able to uh, have a career uh, building speaker boxes is uh, is kind of a dream come true on on so many levels that uh, that uh, you know, if if you go back to all the guys I was in high school and gals in in high school, that it was it was obvious I really enjoyed this and had a passion for it. So you know, lucky me, I I fucking did it and. Uh, uh, yeah. And I really appreciate all the help that I get from, you know, both of you guys and, and all of our customers over all the years of, of, of making this, this really happen and, and, uh, and, uh, believing in us, you know? So, but yeah. Testing. So, Hey, look Do right that. there yeah. over your left shoulder there. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Left What's shoulder. I, Do what you so, love, love what you do. That's what it says right over your left shoulder. Yep. Oh, it sure does. Do what yes, you sir. love, love what you do. This is my wife's office. This is where this is where she sits, and she's got her two design monitors. She's a graphic designer. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, she's definitely makes a, a huge improvement to not only Gately Audio but me as a person. She she makes me strive to be a better person because uh, I will say one hundred percent. 
100%. I believe that 100%. I met um, Bobby had me stay at his house one time. I had like a late show and then I had an early show both in Sacramento. And um, yeah, Bobby let me stay at his house. And I mean, that was really the first time I ever like met, met his wife. And she's a way awesome lady. She did a great job. And um, she, uh, from what I seen in that short time, she really challenges Bobby. I mean, to, to be better. She, she absolutely does. And, uh, yeah, she wasn't holding anything back and, you know, she was supportive. (laughs) I mean, just truthfully from what I've seen and what I've talked to you about, she's supportive and challenging. Yeah. Great. That's a great combination, right? For me. Reminds me of things that are, are, are important and and people to make sure I'm, I'm caring for their, their, you know, giving them the attention that they deserve in whatever Mm -hmm. angle they need to be. And, and uh yeah and she helps a whole bunch with with stuff at the shop she built our website with a little bit of help from our friend patrick and uh you know and she she takes care of payroll for all the guys which you know and on all the stuff in quickbooks and that shit was like crash course in brain surgery for her she was like oh what the fuck i'm doing and i'm like good luck you wanted to use this shit, you know and she got through it she got some training and uh and man it and she's she's awesome at it now she's right on top of everything um really pretty exciting she's she's you know uh uh left her job at the bank she was working for and she's she's going to do some freelance work but also cool a a big reason is to to you know be a a a more full-time uh uh assist you know us at gately audio i mean she's already been working for us since you know i met her but uh but now, now she's going to be doing even more controlling uh, a lot of, you know, helping with orders and updating the website and adding more products. We're going to have a lot more products. We're going to add a, all the B2 audio products to our site real soon. Mm-hmm. We're super excited. We already got DC and Terra amps and uh, audio control, and we're doing well with those products. So it's... Um, I think it's somebody actually fun. asked if you were uh, going to come out with your own amplifier. You know, someday, uh, I, I really hope so. Um uh developing amplifiers even getting an amp you know even getting an amplifier built with your you know like getting your specs. You know, one of the best korean yeah. boards and built right and and making sure that you really have the working knowledge of what are the good components and and do and that shit is expensive and the guys that are like oh yeah you just sing a bra and you say it sticks their name on it and i'd be like okay i mean if it was that easy everybody would be doing and some guys are like everybody is doing it i'm like um i don't know there's like <laughs> 20 companies and there's like billions of people on the planet so i'm sorry not everybody right. is doing it um i i do like the idea of having a couple of features um that that set it apart that make it a little better at least in my eyes and i actually have a couple of really good ideas on how to take some of the existing high performance products and and may i you know i i one of my previous careers um in in the process of of getting to have gately audio i worked as an electronics technician and and uh, we I have a pretty reasonable understanding of what electricity is doing and why when it comes to, especially the power section um, of an amplifier and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like all, all with all the stuff with RC cars, you get this little tiny scale, you get this little itty bitty speed control and has these big badass input blocks and stuff. And some of the way uh, uh, 
you know, car audio amplifiers, they have these big badass input blocks and they have these little puny traces. It's like, right. mm. I'm like, man, that could be a really, that's an easy spot to improve, you know? And then, mm-hmm. and then when amps burn up, you're like, nah, look where it burns, right? That little puny ass spot right there. And yep. then, you know, like I, I've seen John Nolte. I, I love John Nolte. He is <laughs> fucking brilliant. I wouldn't, awesome. yes. I, like I learned so much from John. It's, it gives you a headache sometimes you start talking and you're like oh, i can't keep up stop and um but uh but i've seen him repair amplifiers that that were like meltdown like like oh uh, part of the board is like burnt he's like oh just like refabbing traces and yep. and running wires in place and like oh and and not only am i i'm fixing it but i'm kind of souping it up and i'm like well, man if you did all of that to amp beforehand you are like now supercharging an amplifier like you actually made this amplifier better for your repair even though it had been on fire like (laughs) fire come out and then he made it better Mm -hmm. you know so anyway um but uh uh and like, like we we're like, man, we gotta like frame this amplifier. It's just this legendary itty bitty eight thousand watt Brazilian amp that's just like beasting out in his blazer. And and you know, but anyway, so I I I would really love to do amplifiers. It will take a pretty significant amount of attention and a shitload of money that I don't really yes, have. Sir. Um, and uh, uh, and I'm I'm a little scary about getting uh, significant financial backing. Uh, but uh, it just might happen. Um, okay. uh, yeah, but uh, someday I think we're gonna do more with uh, with some more subwoofers, and uh, I have some ideas on some component speakers. I think I think the order of well for my business, the 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 order that that seems to make the most sense for me is obviously to do subwoofers because they go with our boxes, and I can build like boxes that are really really amazing for our subwoofers mm-hmm. that might you know be uh, uh, give give us an advantage to our product in in our product over many other companies um and uh and we put a lot of testing into our subwoofers and the fact that we manufacture boxes makes it real easy to test those subwoofers right. to make them even better and better and better right. so so uh obviously subwoofers and then once we got a pretty good um product line of subwoofers going uh I'm hoping to uh, I'm hoping to do some component speakers and uh, uh, and you know high end you know compression horn tweeters and things of that nature to uh, to go with those subwoofers and then I think we'll get into amplifiers so but yeah okay um just just real quick Bobby uh, I'm trying mm-hmm. to look it up right now but there was a brand at CES and I believe it was called Symphony. Not Crescendo, Crescendo's Symphony, but it was a no, no, Symphony. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Symphony. Symphony. Yeah. There you go, dude. That, like, yep. oh, the, their amplifiers were standalone. I mean, it 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 was like an amplifier that you put in a Ferrari or a mod. I mean, it, it right. was a, it it was not. You're not gonna find it in the back of a Honda, right? Um, right. but yeah, I was kind of looking up. So, so you do remember the Safani. That's why I was saying, I do, I do remember that brand. I, 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 I know a bit about, it. I know a lot more about their speakers than their, uh, oh, okay. than their amplifiers. They were really cool amplifiers. Yeah. They seemed, they seemed really nice, but they had special um, features like you're talking about. Right. So they weren't just your regular low pass, high pass. They were definitely a standalone, 
like what you're talking about. That's why I was just wondering if you happen to have seen yeah. them. Yeah. Well, they were they were a little more like sound quality yes. oriented, and they were extremely expensive. Which yes. And and, and I'm a I'm a big fan of, of products like that. I love to see what they can really do. And sometimes you're like, damn man, you know that thing's twenty six hundred dollars for you know a four channel. <laughs> 700 watt amplifier 300 watt amplifier and you're like wow that's great and then and then when you find that little tiny nuance that makes it just a little different and you go i can see why some people Mm -hmm. will pay that extra little tiny bit for that you know like i mean you know i'll have customers that they'll be standing in front of me and like i want it to sound amazing i want just like and i go well you could you can do a little extra and we can run like the audio control amplifiers they're quite a bit more expensive but they are a lot more of a, a sound quality oriented product and 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 they're like well that's a that's an 800 watt amp it's it's 700 bucks <laughs> and they're like and i'm like well i'm like you were saying you wanted it to be like well you know i still want it to be like real loud and i want and i'm like oh okay i'm like okay so we get you know we get you like a like a DC 175.4 and it's like 500 something, 600 bucks or so. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, and it's a monster and it, it takes up a lot of space and it draws a pretty substantial amount of current comparatively. And it's a, it's a beast and it'll sound beautiful, but maybe not quite as perfect as that audio control. And they're like, give me that one. And I'm like, okay. Now there's a lot of people like, yes, yes, no, give me the, like, it's more expensive. That's a good reason. Or, mm. or just, you said that it is more, you know, it's going to be a little prettier sounding. Yes. I need that. I need that one because whatever. And, and then sometimes though, you know, you get customers that are incredibly wealthy and, yeah. and it's not an issue for them. And you go, here's this, you know, audio dynamics, six channel amplifier and it's 1200 watts and it's $1,199 and they're like, Oh, that's, that sounds nice. And, and at the same time, you could probably go, here's a symphony or, or, uh, 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 what's one of the crazy, you know, there's some crazy Audison or, or I don't know. Oh yeah. True, true or something like that. And you're like, and this is 2,500 and they may be like, yeah, give me that one because, because that number helps or because, you put them on the soundboard and they're listening to the different amp and, and some people's everybody's ears are a little bit different. And I don't know that amplifiers really sound any different to me. Not often. And my ears are like really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Cause I don't think that I think bass is like exercise for your ears. I don't think it hurts them here. <laughs> I, I can still hear super high frequencies, up, yep. you know, 16, 17 K and I can identify when it goes away and when it doesn't. And most, a lot of people don't. And, and I, I've never had an issue complained about my hearing ever. I've never been like, I'm not hearing something that I should be. Um, Unless your wife's talking so, to you. Right. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's, select, that's selective. That's selective hearing. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, and I select to hear every word she says. That shit's <laughs> wise man. So, wise um, man. She's not that I don't this. get in trouble or anything <laughs> like that, but because I, I you know, like uh, – uh, when, when smart people talk, I listen yeah. because I'm just real good at memorizing things that uh, uh, smart people said. I'm not I'm not a smart person. Um, but uh, if, if you follow if you follow rules of engagement that you create in your head based on extrapolating from um, intelligence of others, that's a really safe way to be. So if you're a little worried because you know you're a little dumb, just try to pay attention to when the smart people are talking and figure out rules on how to deal with yourself. 
<laughs> that's that's there there there's another one right it's yeah. it's the testing and also extrapolate when you say something dumb yeah. don't do it again right yes. you know hey so, bobby so we're already over the hour mark um we like oh, to try wow. and keep these at an hour hey we've been okay. having a great time with you i really appreciate you coming on um how do people get a hold of your stuff uh gatelyaudio.com his cell phone does anybody need it hold on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his his cell phone number is. Hey, oh. when I worked with him, man, oh my God, yeah. So I know the questions and all the stuff that comes in. So that's a, that was the joke. So go ahead, anyway. Sorry, yeah. Bobby. Yeah. Anyway, no, sorry. absolutely. Go ahead, Bobby. Uh, where are they um, gonna get a hold of you? They, um, so you can find it on Sky High Car Audio. You can find it on Gately Audio. Um, yep. The, uh, down. I believe I believe you can find our products as well on on Steve Mead's website on the WC Car Audio. Mm -hmm. uh, dot com. So Steve's site as well. Okay. And um, I, I, I think there's a couple other guys. Um, Andrew Showers has the Car Audio Depot new site, and he has our products in stock on the East Coast now. So that's nice. that's pretty exciting. He has a pretty good inventory at his warehouse. That's that's a huge piece of uh, uh, information for you guys. That uh, is pretty awesome. So so if you go to Car Audio Depot pretty sure it's car audio depot I, I really hope i'm not <laughs> fucking that up real bad um i'm super embarrassed i'm like all right i can feel the sweat beating because i'm worried i'm saying it wrong but um uh uh yeah if you're on the east coast you can get shipping pretty fast and he has most of our products in stock now so okay are you still doing uh custom installs at your shop and whatnot or yes absolutely okay yeah yeah absolutely. Not stopping. you guys see we just finished that bloodbath tahoe um, yes. Going back to the customer in about three weeks. So if you if you want to check it out and you want to come by the shop and and see it, just make like a little bit of an appointment with us. Just make sure that you know me or Colt are around to give you a quick demo. So if you call the shop or you you know you send us a, a text or an email and just set up a time with us as best you can. If you miss us, if you pop in and you miss us, then or if we're too wrapped up um, in something to be able to break away, then then that's a little bit of a bummer. But I. Uh, we will do our best to, to show that thing off a bit. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, I mean, it's not super duper loud. There's things that are louder, but uh, it sounds awesome and it pounds like crazy. I think it's 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 probably right about a sixty on music. It's it's probably right there. That thing's um, badass. And, uh, it's it's real good. And and we worked our butts off on it. You know, Colt and and the rest of the team, um, just like countless hours in the last you know month as we finished it up. And, uh, and I was, you know, machining parts and designing parts. And there was so much of that was like the last big project that I did in like two dimensional CAD design. So it was like, I designed a bunch of parts and we'd build it all. And then we'd like kind of figure it out in the truck. We took all these measurements. Colt had that whole entire shell assembly all built with no adhesive. And then he took the whole thing back apart and rebuilt it all with the adhesive and then cleaned it all up. And it was like, it was a it was a massive matter when we had all the parts out across the shop it was like we couldn't even work around it it was like grab anybody that you need to help you to get that thing back together because this shit is in the way everywhere and we're like still trying to you know uh manufacture boxes like we we can't let up the they, the boxes have to be built otherwise we're in big trouble you know uh you know we're building 50 or so boxes a week and and honestly between you know, uh, sky high and, and our dealers and, uh, and ourselves, we're, we're right in that neighborhood. We're barely beating that. Uh, and so we're, we accumulate, it takes us, you know, we get, we bring about a hundred boxes up 
to sky high every like three weeks. So it's like, we're selling 30, 40 boxes. We're building 50, 60 boxes a week and we're getting them up there. But then still at the same time, you know, they're sending us drop ship labels because it's like, Oh, we don't have any more of those in stock. You need to hurry up and build one and ship it. And then we're, it's, uh, it's amazing. It, it's my team is awesome and everybody works their butts off. And I, I'm, I'll talk all night if you guys let me. So no, just, yeah, we got to cut you down. Talking, we got we to do, do a part two for sure because there's a lot, a lot yeah. of questions that I had too. So yeah. okay. um, we'll definitely do like a part and, two to this. And John Nolte's been watching, by the way. He just didn't join Sonic FX yet, so he just joined. Um, so he wanted to pop in and say hi. So uh, you'll see him in the comments coming on there. So I let him get in. Um, but once again, hey, Bobby, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate your support. We were doing shows at your shop forever until some stuff broke down between you and the uh, other tenants in the area. And yeah, there's like a mobile home park, and there was yeah. like a little old lady, and, and she yeah. just was like, you know, she couldn't handle it. And, and they asked us, like, look, man, yeah, this woman's like bedridden, and she's flipping out when you guys are doing that shit. You got to stop. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be that guy, so. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. You guys have a great night, and uh, uh, let me know when you want to do this again. Uh, we will. All right, thanks again, Bobby. Uh, All hit right, the, see you guys. Hit the uh, leave button. So, All right, buddy. I'll right. talk to you later. See ya. All right, one more till he gets out of here because it's uh, he's still on on here. You're still was, on, Bobby. There it is. <laughs> he's like, peekaboo, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. All right. Hey, Lucky, uh, you know, great talking to Bobby and talking about all the stuff he's uh, brought to the table and whatnot for years. Absolutely. Um, hey, let's uh, do a quick rundown of last week's show. Uh, thank you to you and Ray Pimley for putting it together. Um, you know, we kind of helped did that as, as replacement for the Surf City. It wasn't yeah, a replacement. It's a, it's not a replacement. It's, it, that's the that that's why I called it the Plan B. Yes, just because it, it was just hey that didn't happen right now, so we'll do a you know we'll, yeah. we'll make something happen right yeah. now. So, and so that was, had, I mean, we put that together literally on the show last week, and yeah. then uh, put it all together and you know had the event. So that was great. Um, uh, I had a blast. Ray, oh yeah, Ray Ray didn't have the greatest uh, participation, but as I tell you guys all the time, um, try out different things. Uh, have fun with it, right? Um, try the Iaska stuff. I know you were trying to just. Uh, I wanted to, dude. Let me just say this right now. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I am super no, bummed out that I didn't get to get in there because I told Ray, you know, I want to try it. Things just didn't work. It was too. It was too risky. Obviously, DB drags where my heart's at. That's mm -hmm. where I got to make sure I'm competing at. So I wanted to try Iaska. Um, but it was one of those things where you have this long line and I'm like, what if I get stuck in there and then I got to come up to your lanes, you know? So I was hoping for the best and just, it, it didn't work out. So uh, I'll have to catch him at another show, but I apologize because I really did want to try that out. I've done it before, but now I'm hitting, you know, some, some high Better numbers, numbers. That, that, <laughs> that Ray was like, Hey, you need to try this out, man. Cause yeah. you're, you're doing some high numbers. No, but it was it was a, it was a good show. He did have a good line of people, you know, lined up there. Um, it see, excuse me, it seemed like it started off slow, uh, in those lanes, but then it picked up. Man, he had a long line going on. So, um, I will say this. So at the end of the night, um, I, I did my rounds because we were the last ones to leave. So I did my rounds and I cleaned up every single thing that I could see. People do um, 
need to pick up after themselves. They got to respect that, you know, Nyman and, and anywhere that we have a show, it doesn't matter who's throwing it. That's irrelevant. Um, but people need to pick up after themselves because there was a video that Nyman put up the next morning, you know, showing, and, and I could have swore I got every single bottle. I, I picked up people's face masks. You know what I mean? Like I went out of my way, but apparently there was a spot that was way in the, the corner out towards the street that I didn't get to. And it was bottles. It was from that night. You could tell it was from, from the show and uh, people need to pick up after themselves. It's really disrespectful. Other than that though, it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I had a lot of fun doing base race. I had a blast. I had so I mean, if somebody I, wouldn't have screwed you in base race, though, right? So, so here's the thing: um, the first time that uh, I I got the box from Chad Geary, I came down and I was just having a hard time trying to get my get you know you get in any vehicle and nail it, right? I can't. So I it, the last show, I was just dropping the ball, dropping the ball. I did one little thing: I flipped my visor back up. That's all I did, man. And I was on my fucking A game. I was on my A game. Oh, yeah. 9.9 every time. Every Every run. Every time. Tie, tie, tie. I mean, and then Doug Stockton. (laughs) Doug Stockton. I'm in the middle of a tie with Chris Jenner. We are tying back to back. To back. I mean, to back to back. And Doug Stockton. You were on your fourth tie. And he was talking to me and I see the damn timer. And that's what was, that's what made me more mad is I knew like, shit, the timer's about to go. But because you were talking, I was like, do I go or do I wait a minute? You know? And then I hear Chris turn his on. And then you went from talking to going, what are you doing? Go. And I'm like, well, I'm listening to you talk. So then I kick it on and I'm, I still made it. I actually just busted at the end. Yes. So I actually was able to climb all the way there. But I mean, it was a blast, dude. I mean, shit happens. Do we have people betting on your cars? You against dude, Jenner? They, you know what scared me, dude? Uh-huh. I was so thankful. I was so thankful. The guy, one I can't remember his name, but one of the guys watching is seeing that, you know. And I can't say that I'm the only one tying. Right. He was tying with me too, so we were right. we were both killing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the the people that were watching was in a bet a hundred dollars on me on the run that you were talking to me, and I lost. So yeah. right when I got done, I was like, that guy didn't fucking bet that hundred dollars. Did he? And they're like, no, no, he didn't bet. It was too late. So nobody like, took it. Yeah. Nobody took like, his hundred dollars. Oh, dude. Cause that would have sucked, man. You know, <laughs> cause he's seeing, you know, we're, we're, we're doing it, you know? And yeah, but it was, it was hella fun. I had a blast. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Good time. Hit my, my personal best 180 or one, 180, 180 already. Yeah, huh? Right. That was in the garage. Nobody was here. Uh, a 58 one. Man, yeah, so but yeah, anyway, what was your other question? Oh, um yeah, you, you were definitely weren't uh my biggest fan when I was going on uh beat the boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, whoop his ass, Chris, whoop his ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's it's fun, man. You know, it's definitely I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson. Yeah. Whoever's talking to you, watch the damn screen. There you if they're go. still talking when the damn timer goes off, then you shut them up by turning your beat on and going in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Good time, man. No, no, it was a great time. Uh, you know, we had 58 entries at the event, so really wow. good turnout. Um, with one week's notice. Yeah, with one week's notice. We had seven people in the 29.9 and I think six in the uh, 39.9. 
So, you know, so good competition in the base race. We had 11 people in Top Dog, right? Yeah. Top yeah. Dog, we gave away $100 with a special trophy to Josh Tay, too. Congratulations, Josh. My, I think it was my first time seeing my name in at the, the bottom. bottom with a minus 1,000-something points. <laughs> so my app went in to protect because every, everybody was hitting me up. They're like, what the fuck happened in Top Dog? I was like, my app went in to protect. So anybody that didn't know that's what happened, my app went in to protect. So um, I made the smart decision now to, I did it today. I wired it up to one, 1.4. And then when I go to burp, I'm going to drop it down to 0.33. So daily, um, yeah, I made it a little more safer for me. Um, but yeah, good time, man. It was a good time, especially with the short notice. All right. So, hey, our podcast, I only got – I actually have less than 10 minutes left in this thing. So I'm going to hit this. Let's drop quick. the shows. Yeah. Yep. So let's um, – bam. That's the one I was looking for. All right. So currently um, we are in the 28th. It looks like he has two 3Xs next weekend. That's Jeffrey doing two in Texas. So – and then we got Russia. You know what? I might call the Russia guy up and uh, see if he wants to come on here. Um, Brooks, Alberta, that's in Canada. That's uh, Stacy McClellan is probably going to be the hair trick girl, going to do uh, the hair trick competition at that event. Uh, Brooks, that's us. And then Sparks, Nevada, our last show in Reno this season. That'll be Sparks, Nevada on the 28th. We start at 4 p.m. Brackets at 6. So come on. And in that's and not a there. 3X, right? That's that a is 1X. a 1X event. It's a 1X, yes, okay. And then we got Madrid, Spain on the 29th. Alberta again on the 29th uh going into next month uh well, let's see we don't have it well, so we got the 2x in fresno on the fourth we have the holiday weekend which is the third fourth fifth and sixth we don't have anything scheduled for us um the 11th in fresno we were talking possibly of having a show on the 12th um we're looking for a sponsor for that where we want to do it whatnot uh, we got to see how people are doing for points because remember, you guys got to get your points. Um, and you have to be a member of DB Drag Racing. So go to turnpro.com, uh, click on the link, and get your DB Drag membership. Even if you aren't going to compete at finals, help support the organization that gives you an opportunity to go out and have fun. Okay? Um, we got Greenville, Michigan on the 18th. And some, I, you know, I hear a rumor on the 19th there's going to be a 3X. Um, might be Stockton Beatdown, but I guarantee there will be a show on the 19th, a 3X in California. Um, and other than that, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we have some interesting information about World Finals. Uh, the venue that we had set up, Travis Hostetter already posted in the chat. He's trying to help us secure that spot on the indoor location again. Um, we are not... We have currently lost that location. What happened was I called up the guy. I says, hey, I need a blueprint of the venue so I can organize what we're going to do. Um, then I also need to come by. And uh, <laughs> Moses Martinez says September 12th should be at uh, uh, Jay's Alarms. Because uh, he lives in Fresno. <laughs> yeah, because he lives in Fresno. Yeah, but Jay's not open on the weekends. He closes for Saturday, Sunday now. Um, anyway, so I went to call him. I says, Hey, I need to get the contract. I need to get the blueprints so I can arrange the venue. And the guy goes, um, uh, well, you know what? Yeah, we're going to have to cancel. 
<laughs> so he wanted to know who was asking for blueprints and why we needed a contract to run an event. Um, so most likely, I don't know what the guy's got going on, but if he's not willing to do a contract, that's probably not the people we want right. to be doing an event with, right? Right. Uh, that's just how it goes. But on a good note, I have contacted the Sacramento Speedway. Um, there is eighth mile drags that same weekend, and they're way interested in having us out there at the Sacramento Speedway. They have camping out in front of the Sacramento Speedway for people traveling from other areas. So that is an option. We are talking in we are in talks with them right now to as a alternate location. Um, if that for some reason fails because the the state of California goes into lockdown. I've also talked to Baldini's and we could possibly have it in their parking lot. But in October, I'm always nervous about going over the hill. So um, just, you know, those are the things we got going on with the world finals and whatnot coming up. Um, uh, let's see. So Josh Tatoo, I want to congratulate you and Lucky both on two, both you guys having your new personal best DB drag scores. Um, Lucky backed his up and uh, Josh backed his up also. So, hey, congratulations, guy. Increasing you. your score. You just did a great job. Um, big shout out to Brian Nyman. Thank you for having us there last weekend. Absolutely. Um, it was a great show as always. Uh, Brian's a great host. He um, had his shop open. His mom um, came down. Uh, Dad, Barry, um, uh, Anne. Anne is his mother. Uh, she was there, you know, battling cancer, um, starting to get her hair back, and was able to go out and be around people again. Great to see her there. Uh, for you guys that go to the um, Toys for Tots that they have there, you just realize, I mean, those are great people. All they want to do is give back. They support right. Brian 100%, support us. Right. Um, you know, great people, great great event, great, great venue. So, um, speaking of that, oh, yeah, cup, cupcakes were, were smack, according to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> according to Chris Jenner. So, yeah, so she brought cupcakes out for everybody. It was Nyman's birthday, which I do remember because that's why Surf City is such a big deal to Nyman. Yes. Since yep. day one. That was his birthday present from his parents. They would yep. get in the motorhome and they would all go to Surf City. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's a big deal. Um. Anyway. Uh. Any final thoughts from you, Lucky? Um. No, I can't think of any right now. Be in um, Reno next week. Lots of lots. Oh yeah, I'll have mer merchandise up there with me. Um. So I'll be at the shows, like always. I think I'm even doing surf. I'm almost 100% positive of it. Uh, surf is going to be first and second, I guess. Um, so yes, sir. October, correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, make sure to go to lots of watts.com place order got t shirts and I'll have hats in soon. Uh, decals on there. I got the red shirts, blue shirts, yeah, keychains, lanyards. Trying so, to get yeah. the hats in, they're kind of stuck yeah. in back order or not in back right. order, they're kind of stuck in transit, stuck in shipping, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we're really trying to get those to him so he can but just make sure you guys share this. Um, make sure you guys join Sonic FX and make sure you guys share the shit out of this. Um, you know, yes, spreading sir. it out. We're getting a lot more new competitors and that's why we tell everybody to share this. Yep. So, you know, people see it, you know, and if you, if you come out, bring a friend, 
you think they might be interested, bring some people with you. Let them check it out. Excuse me. Yep. Uh, and piggybacking off what, um, what Lucky just said, every person that I've ever brought to the show, uh, everyone without exception has said, that's not what I expected. I'm all, right. well, hey, that's not expected. what you expected good, what, not what you expected bad. Oh, this is awesome. You yeah. can see the passion the people have that are at yep. these shows and their yep. love for what they're doing. Yep. So people see that with you guys, and, yeah. and we love to share it with them. That's why I tell people, hey, just go over there, knock on somebody's window, ask them for a demo. Right. They, I, I'm telling all the time, you know, people love to give out demos. And right. um, just go ask, and yep. you guys and you guys don't ever turn. They're people more than away. We're, we're more than willing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't ever turn people away, uh, so it's great. Anyway, uh, once again, I want to thank you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Bobby Gately. Thanks to my co-host Team DC Lucky. And guys, remember next Monday, 6 p.m. Uh, we will be on this podcast once again. Also, share, like. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Download whatever you can. Just share the hell out of this. Let's get more people involved. All right, guys. The Judge, Team DC Lucky. We're out. Out. Oh, oh.